You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, you are joining me for episode number 235 of the Blended Family Podcast, and I'm bringing you a great interview today, really about personality types, and I think you're going to love it, especially right now, because so many of us are home more with our loved ones. Before this quarantine and the virus, we were out working a lot, except for me and my husband, of course, we work together, but many couples don't, and so... This situation has really put people in a different position and they're spending more time together and they're realizing that they might be having some problems where they didn't have before. In fact, the divorce rate has actually gone up for this reason and that's okay. It's just that now we're forced to look at situations that we just didn't have to see before because we didn't have that much time together. And so I thought that this show would be good for you guys because this is going to really teach you about personality types of your spouse, of your partner, of your loved ones, of your stepchildren. And that really ultimately can help your blended family in so many ways because when we understand why someone does the things that they do, we oftentimes can just understand them better and then it leads to less problems in the relationship uh, when we understand. It's all about perspective, really. And so I think you're going to love this interview. Uh, Stay tuned also at the very end of the show because we are going to have a giveaway, actually two giveaways, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, I did want to apologize for some of the sound quality of some of my interviews, in particular with Cynthia Cummins a couple of weeks ago. I'm in the process of working on my sound and I'm actually going to be using a different platform for my interviews because right now I use Zoom and what happens is Zoom takes the file and they compress it before they give it to me and by doing so I feel that it compromises some of the quality in the sound and so I'm probably going to be switching over to another platform so again just wanted to apologize I'm always trying to make improvements over here and that is going to continue I'm also going to be rolling out some small ads I do have sponsors but I never really talk about my sponsors which is kind of silly on my part and so I'm going to be creating some little commercials and ads that I can just put in there so you'll see that those will be coming very soon and that's just a good way for you to you know by supporting my sponsors you're supporting me and you're helping me keep this show going so I truly appreciate any kind of support you can give to my sponsors and I really don't have many and I don't sponsor anybody on the show that I don't truly believe in and I have a new company coming on board that is just going to blow you away so far my experiences with this product is it's going amazing To be honest, I don't really want to say anything yet till I'm through because I'm going to give myself a full month on this product, but I will report back on that too, and that's going to be uh, a new sponsor for the show that I think you guys are going to love. So we've got some exciting things coming up in the next couple of months, and also 
In the next month, I've got some really great shows coming for you that are going to be dealing with school, the pandemic, how to cope with the upcoming changes. And I know that so many podcasters are putting out this type of information. And I've been kind of waiting until we got closer to the school year. And so we've got a really good lineup coming this fall, uh, starting next week with a highly esteemed psychiatrist and best-selling author, Dr. Carol Lieberman. That's who you're going to hear from next week. So be sure you definitely do not want to miss that one. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't ever miss a show. Other than that, I really don't have any other announcements today. I hope that you enjoy this amazing conversation with my guest. And again, don't forget to stay tuned at the very end to see who the winners are. I've got a great guest for you today. I'm here with Ian Morgan Cron, and he's a best-selling author, psychotherapist, Enneagram teacher, Episcopal priest, and the host of the popular podcast, Typology. His books include the national bestseller, The Road Back to You, an Enneagram Journey to Self-Discovery, his novel, Chasing Francis, and the spiritual memoir, Jesus, My Father, the CIA, and Me. Known for his transparency, humor, and depth of insight into the inner workings of the human heart and mind, Ian uses the Enneagram personality typing system as a tool to help leaders cultivate self-awareness and emotional wisdom. He is a sought-after speaker, thinker, and advisor to a growing roster of clients such as the Discovery Channel, Ramsey Solutions, Michael Hyatt Company, Warner Brothers Music, OCLC, among others. He and his wife, Anne, have three children, and they live in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to the show, Ian. Thank you. It's great to be on with you. I am so excited to have you here, um, and we have a lot for the listeners today. But before we get to everything, uh, I really just want you to just take a quick moment. I know that was quite an intro for you already, but just Give us a little bit more of a personal story about you and your family and kind of lead us into what brought you into the work that you're doing today. Yeah, so I, um, I think all of my life, I, I had a, a very profound interest in the interior worlds of, of other people. Uh, it's why I became a therapist. It's why I became an Episcopal priest. And uh, I worked as a songwriter for years in Nashville as well. So it all of those what what held all of those things in common was was speaking about what's it like to be somebody else you know and as a therapist it was really important for me to learn how other people saw the world right we've lived in nashville for uh, 11 years i love it here because i'm a music guy and uh all my children are grown and doing their own things. And uh, I, um, I, I would never have been able to predict that uh, The Road Back to You, this book on the Enneagram, would perform as well as it has. Uh, so it's been a great gift in the second half of life, you know. Well, that's quite an amazing story. And I want to get into talking about the Enneagram because... It's so funny. My husband loves doing those little tests on Facebook, you know, those social media things. It says like, oh, who's your spirit animal? Or, you know, all these, <laughs> what kind of personality type? All these crazy little Facebook things. And it's so funny because when he, I know he just does them for fun. Those are strictly entertainment. 
but he'll do them. And I'm like, honey, it does, you didn't even answer any questions. You just, it just took a picture of you. Like it doesn't know, you know, and we go back and forth about it. It's so funny. But what I love about the Enneagram and is, I mean, yours was so in depth and for the listeners, just so they know, I was able to um, go through this process myself. And uh, in order to, you know, have Ian on the show, I wanted to see what it was like. And it was so incredible. And, um, and of course, so I did it and my husband did yours and talk about a real test, a real personality test that brings you really into, I, I just couldn't believe how deep it went. So before we even talk more about myself, why don't you just explain to us what is an Enneagram and why is it important? So the Enneagram is a personality typing system that teaches that there are nine basic personality types in the world. Uh, e, you know, and each of us gravitates toward and adopts one of these personality styles in childhood as a way to feel safe and cope in the world of you know, relationships. Importantly, each of those types has an unconscious motivation that powerfully influences how that personality style acts, thinks, and feels on a daily basis from moment to moment. Wow. So tell me, I mean, I, I already know this answer, but tell me why this is so helpful, especially let's talk in a blended family unit, why mm -hmm. this would be a helpful thing to have in your back pocket and to know about your family. Okay, well... How many days do you have? <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the, the Enneagram helps us realize that, the, you know, uh, there are many different ways of seeing and experiencing the world, right? Uh, one of the things I often tell people is that it is a terrible mistake to believe that your way of seeing and being in the world is normal, because that automatically means that when you meet someone who doesn't see the world the way that you do, when you come across that person, your first thought is they're abnormal and you'll judge them, right? Yes. If, if the Enneagram is true, right, then there are at least nine normals in the world, right? So I've done a lot of family work, a lot of marriage work, my own marriage uh, with, you know, my own children and uh, as a therapist. I don't know of any better instrument for helping people develop compassion, empathy, understanding. The aha moments come one after another uh, when, when, you know, this particularly adolescents and parents and family units start to go, oh, that's why you do that. It's not personal. Or this is your architecture. This is how you're made. Uh, and suddenly you see all kinds of forgiveness and humor and uh, joy infuse the system in ways that you, you really can't imagine. It's, it's such a joy to watch it as it happens. Yes, and this is exactly what I was wanting to get to because that's one of the things that I do over and over in my, my show is help people shift their perspective. Of course, I didn't have the tool like the Enneagram to help me do that, but that's just something that naturally I think is really important to do to be able to look at things from another way. But a lot of people cannot do that just 
outright. And so mm -hmm. what this tool does with the Enneagram is it really does help. And I tell you, I want to get into the meat of it because you wouldn't believe how precise, how precise <laughs> this report talked about me. And I mean, when I, and, and the things that I also don't like about myself, I mean, this is a full comprehensive report. This isn't just like one of these little things. So um, we're going to get to that in a minute, but what I love about this, especially now in the world for the listeners, we are all going through unprecedented times, as we know, with the virus, with the quarantine, with everything that is going on. And many of you are working from home and you are spending far more time with your partners than ever before and far more time with your children than ever before. And, you know, feathers are getting ruffled and tension is building and people aren't just not used to spending that kind of time. And so this is a really good time to, because we are on a pause, our universe is on a pause right now. It's a good time to really get with your family and learn more about them and learn more about yourself. I've been saying this for a while, that this quarantine has really been helping me take a look at my inner workings. And I think kind of that was the purpose for a lot of people. And I hope that a lot of people were doing that. And so that's why I just think that this show is very relevant for right now, what is going on with many of you in your life. So let's get into the Enneagram. So when I did this, I was very pleased. I told you that I got a full report and the report came in just moments after I was done completing the questions. I had, I think it was 175 questions, but don't let that alarm you. I was done in, in less than 30 minutes. And I get this report that is 42, 42 pages long. Like it wasn't just like a page. It was 42 pages long, you guys. Very comprehensive. So Ian, why don't you um, maybe just... Tell us, what do you get? To, we'll talk about just the workings of the test and what do you get when you get the report? So the IEQ-9 test, which people can uh, get on my website, ianmorgancron.com, um, is, I think, the most accurate and uh, reliable Enneagram test available on the market today. Um, and what they get is a comprehensive picture of their particular type, right? What is it that motivates them? How is it that they predictably and habitually act, think, and feel? Uh, what is the purpose of the Enneagram? I mean, the purpose of the Enneagram is, uh, in, in large measure, self-knowledge, which is terribly important, uh, self-awareness, which is the ability to uh, step back from yourself and with compassion and objectivity, uh, monitor and regulate the way that you're acting, thinking, and feeling from moment to moment and, and observing how it's affecting other people, right? Um, and it goes into, you know, a lot of detail about levels of stress and, you know, uh, a whole host of other things. It's, it's got so many components to it, it'd be hard to describe them all. But, but knowing which of those nine types you are and beginning to become a student of yourself, a compassionate student of yourself is the beginning of the journey. Um, for people uh, who I would also recommend read The Road Back to You, my book on the Enneagram, because it's, it's, it's designed to be an introduction to what is um, a complex system and it makes it pretty accessible and easy for them. 
I love that. I love that. Um, so let's talk about how different personality types, because we want to talk about the blended family unit a little bit. So how would different personality types affect parenting styles? Oh, tremendously. How about we do this? Why don't you give me one minute to tell people about the nine types? Yeah, let's and then do that, that. that. And then that will help me answer your question. Perfect. Okay. So here we go. What I want people to listen to as I describe these types, I'm only going to tell you what we call them, and I'm going to describe their unconscious motivation. The truth of the matter is, is that all of us contain all nine types. What uh, determines your type isn't so much characteristics or behaviors, because we often share behaviors with other types. It's what's driving them, right? It's the, un, it's the motivation that drives. So as I describe these types, I hope your listeners will be on the so sort of listening, thinking, okay, which of these nine unconscious motivations sounds like it might be who I am, okay? So we'll start with the ones, okay? Ones are called, uh, the, the, they used to be called the perfectionists. I, I call them the improvers. Their unconscious motivation is a need to perfect themselves, others, the world, and uh, the things that they do, okay? Uh, twos are called the helpers uh, or the givers. Helpers are, are uh, motivated by a profound need to meet the needs of others while at the same time disowning their own personal needs, right? Uh, or denying their own personal needs. Uh, threes are called the achievers or the performers. And these are people who have a need to succeed, to appear successful, and to avoid failure at all costs. Fours are called the individualists. Fours have a need to feel special and unique. The reason is that uh, fours have this feeling like there's something broken or missing inside. And um, they're, they're feeling like I have to be extraordinary and special and unique in order to compensate for that missing piece that I feel like I have. Lots of artists, disproportionate number of artists are fours on the Enneagram. Fives called the investigators or the observers. Uh, fives have a compulsive insatiable appetite for information and knowledge to fend off feelings of inadequacy and ineptitude, okay? So these are people who spend a lot of time on the internet trawling around, learning about interesting subjects, you know? Uh, we can go into more detail about what these people look like and maybe what some well-known types uh, of people, what, what some people who are well-known might be on the Enneagram, might be helpful to people. Sixes are called the loyalists. We think there are more sixes in the world than any other type. They have a need to feel safe, secure, and supported, particularly by, from outside sources, okay? Sevens are called the enthusiasts. They're the, they're the Stephen Colbert joy bomb types of the Enneagram. Um, sevens have, are motivated by a deep need to avoid psychological and emotionally distressing feelings. Um, eights are called the challengers. Uh, eights are motivated by a need to assert strength and control over the environment and others in order to mask um, vulnerable and tender feelings that 
lie at the core of their person. Uh, and finally, nines are called the peacemakers. Uh, peacemakers are probably the second most represented type in the population. Uh, these are people who are motivated by a need to avoid conflict, to maintain connection, and very importantly, keep the peace, not rock the boat, and uh, protect a sense of inner tranquility going all the time inside, right? They just, they just want that inner hakuna matata all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's just a quick run through of the nine types. If you read the road back to you, you would know that I write 25 pages on each of those types. So there, there's a lot more to be said about them. Wow. Well, yeah, I found what I really found interesting actually was that going through that list, I probably would have guessed that I would have read and I'm going to share in a minute what I got. But I would have probably guessed that I was going to be the perfectionist. Uh, second guess maybe would have been a peacemaker. But actually what I ended up getting was the helper. And so it's interesting. And now I understand what you said. It goes by what you're motivated by. And it was a hard slap when I, I mean, when I read that report and I had to look at why I'm choosing to do the things that I'm doing, whether subconsciously or unsubconsciously. And what was also even more interesting was that my husband also got the helper. Now, oh. so what I want to know from you is, do you see that very often that a husband and wife would have the same or do you think it's when you just spend so much time with somebody because we work together and I mean, we spend every minute together. So do you think that you kind of like morph into the same style or what do you think about that? Well, I, first of all, I think everybody has their, their Enneagram type remains the same throughout their life, right? So oh, okay. from the time that you're a very little bitty person, your personality style remains the same. Now you may evolve and change over time as you age, but your, your personality style isn't going to change. Your self-awareness might, other factors may affect the, the way that your personality functions, but you, according to the Enneagram, personality type stays the same. Any two numbers on the Enneagram can succeed in a relationship, uh, whether they're the same type or a different type, to the degree, the, the marriage will be successful to the degree that the two people in it are self-aware right? Mm. They're growing, they're self-aware, they're, they're, they're learning more about themselves. They're carrying that information with humility and trying to be the highest expression of who they are. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we, we may pick up characteristics or features from the people that are closest to us in life, some of their traits, but it's not going to change our type. Interesting. And what's even more interesting is that I would not have even guessed him to be the helper. So it's just very funny to me. Now, I have not read your book. And now I really am going to because I feel that anybody should really take this test if you can. But if you cannot afford to yet, and it's really not that expensive, and he's giving you guys a discount, we'll talk about that later. But you should at least read the book and look at this because I can imagine that it would even help you even for an ex-spouse who you can't, maybe you're not going to get them to take this assessment, but at least you can gain some insight into why your ex is doing the things that they do and what motivates them. And that really yes. can help. Would you agree with that, Ian? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, let me just say, I, I do workshops. I do corporate workshops, but I also do just public workshops, right? And um, 
I can just tell you uh, that at just about every workshop I do, someone comes up to me and says, you know, the Enneagram saved my marriage mm -hmm. or the Enneagram helped me um, reunite with my estranged son or uh, the Enneagram uh, helps me forgive my former partner uh, and myself. Uh, you know, it, I, I just constantly hear things like that all the time. And I do encourage your listeners to, to also re read the book because the book is an introduction. It's a primer. And so, and it's, and it's entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, in other words, you're getting good information, but it's also kind of a fun read. Um, and, uh, so by design, I think it's a great entry point into understanding the Enneagram and it talks about people in detail, but it has actually in every chapter, it has a section on relationships. So it helps you understand what each of those types is like in relationship. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I think the other thing that I really liked about the report was that it wasn't just a report as in here, here's, here's what you are and what you're like. It also gives tips on what you can do to grow yourself, to make yourself better, to improve certain areas of your life where maybe you have room to improve on and to really take that look at yourself that we all don't like to do. Um, but that's what we need to be doing right now. It's very, very important work that we do our shadow work, which a lot of people call it, but it really does give you ideas to kind of turn things around and to shift just subtle things that you can do to shift. And I really love that you did that because a lot of people get a diagnosis of something and they say, okay, well, here's what I've got going on, but then how do I fix it? Will you even give yes. ways to fix it and ways to communicate better? Uh, and what else I love at the very end of the report, you even include coaching styles. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so there's a there's a section in there because a lot of coaches use this particular test. Um, there's a whole section in there about how you in your personality type would best work with a coach. And it also gives the coach who sees the report information so that they can best relate to you in your personality style. So it's, it is very helpful. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So let's let's get into some examples. Let's talk about some parenting types. Um, maybe we'll just pick apart a couple of those from you know any of those numbers and talk about maybe how that would affect you as a parent. Um, just give us some ideas. Okay. Well, why don't we start with why don't we start with twos? Since That's great. You're a two, so, yeah, right? perfect. I love it. All right. So and by the way. Uh, this would be in my book. If you have a one, if you thought you were a one perfectionist, but you turned out to be a two helper. Yeah. It's possible that you are a one, but you have what's called a very strong two wing. Okay. Uh, and that would be explained in my book. But whenever I hear someone talk about two numbers side by side, and they thought they were the other one, sometimes it tells me they may, they actually may be that one, but they have what's called a strong uh, wing. Mm. meaning the number next to theirs is is really influencing their core type. So anyhow, let's talk about twos. Under stress in times of COVID and all the other things that are going on, for example. Like for a parent uh, who is a two, I always have to tell them they have to set boundaries, 
with their children. Um, when they lack self-awareness, um, twos can be a little overly permissive and avoid setting boundaries with their kids. Uh, I need to remind them because they, they really, the thing that the twos want to be seen as is helpers and they want to, they want to be um, appreciated and loved very, very, very much. And so they can be a little bit permissive, right? I tell them to resist rescuing, you know, unless you want your kid to live with you until they're 35, you got to stop rescuing them. And twos are notorious rescuers. Um, and we don't want to shield our children from reality, right? We want them to be out in the world and be able to stand on their own two feet. The last thing I tell two helpers is, is that they need to invest in themselves. They are so highly exquisitely attuned to the feelings and the needs of others that they're out of touch with their own needs and actually feel like it's selfish if they do something for themselves, like, you know, go to the nail salon for a day, mm -hmm. to the spa for a day, or to go play golf for a day if you're a guy, whatever your thing is, you know, it's like, no, I should be helping people meet, you know, they're just drawn to meeting the needs of others while at the same time ignoring their own needs. Now, oh, boy, if you are talking to us, like for sure, well, more so my husband with the um, boundary thing, but right. he was not a, his kids didn't come live here until much later on. So he wasn't used to that. So that's where his struggle is. But we both have the struggle of not, I mean, I got very sick because I wasn't taking care of myself for a couple of years and him too, he won't do anything for himself. It's always for the kids and for everyone else. So boy, did you hit the nail on the head with that one. Good. Who else you want to talk about? Name a type. We'll talk about parenting. Okay. So let's talk about, well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about if someone is a certain style and your ex, your ex is a completely different style. How do you, well, I guess you can learn about them obviously, but what's your advice on that? Uh, you know, if you have a good relationship with your ex, I think reading my book and then taking the IQ nine would be remarkably healing. Yeah. Um, it, it would give you insight into each other where it's like all the old anger and resentment will stop coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's going to, it's going to be like, Oh, that's why. Oh, and there's lots of people like you. Yes. <laughs> it I wasn't love it. just, it wasn't just you. There's a lot of people like you. And um, it, it also would give you skills to mediate, uh, to find ways that, that you can um, uh, partner versus, uh, you know, having an us versus them mentality, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I just I can't enumerate the number of ways it would yeah. be, it would be helpful. Let's talk about this. Let, we'll, we'll just pick two of them apart. Let's talk about it. The challenger and the peacemaker in the blended family, because I want to talk about the blended family as a unit, because we know right. that it's not just with your partner. You've got kids and stepkids. It could be very, very tough. So talk to me about a, someone in the challenger role as opposed to like a peacemaker role. Okay, so the eights are called the challengers. I told you their unconscious motivation is a need to assert strength and power over others in the environment in order to mask feelings of vulnerability and tenderness. For the nine, the unconscious motivation is a need to avoid conflict, oftentimes to merge with uh, the viewpoints, opinions, and preferences of other people, 
to maintain inner tranquility and to boy, oh boy, avoid conflict. So eight, nine is an interesting combination in a marriage. Um, if you, your eight is, let me give you a, an example of this. They are notoriously blunt. Uh, they are larger than life presences. Oftentimes people feel intimidated by them when they walk into the room, not having said a word yet. Um, you know, if I were, uh, you know, this is going to sound unfair and it's overstated for the sake of illustration, but you know, they're kind of got the mob boss thing. You know what I mean? They're just intense yeah. human beings. They have a lot of intensity, lots of passion. They're outspoken. They love a good debate. A friend of mine who's an eight likes to say, I can start an argument in an empty house. You know what I'm saying? Like they just, they love the energy and the juice, right? They're, they're the most energetic number on the Enneagram. Now, nines will sometimes marry an eight because they can hide behind that big personality. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They can merge who they are with the opinions, preferences, viewpoints uh, of the, of the eight. Right. And then kind of go into the zone of self forgetting having their own voice, finding their own voice. They kind of live vicariously through the life of the other, right? They merge with them. Now, that said, eights, when they express anger, it just comes straight out, right? It, it's just straight up anger. It just comes right out. And oftentimes it flashes out and then goes away. Once an eight speaks their piece, they walk away and they're like, okay, that's done. It's as if it never happened, right? Now, the nine expresses anger through, not ever directly usually, but passive aggressively. So it comes out sideways. So yeah. when, I've, when I have done marriage counseling with eights and nines, I'll always ask, who, who has the most power in this relationship? And the eight, let's say it's the guy, he will smile and look at the nine and, and say, she does. <laughs> and, and I'll say, how can you say that? You've got this big intimidating personality, you know, you're, you're this and that, you're that. And he's like, yeah, but she sneakily with stubbornness and all kinds of other strategies gets her own way pretty much all the time, even though she's so peaceful and nice, you know? So yeah. that's eight, nine. Wow. It's so interesting. And I mean, as you can see, listeners, you really just need to dig in and it would be so great, wouldn't it, to know what kind of personality type each of your stepchildren are so that you can relate with them better and your own children. I mean, this is, this is invaluable information. I'm telling you, you guys really, really want to jump on this. Um, and, and it's just going to create a healthier blended family all around, I really think, when you know these things. I talk to you guys all the time about understanding where one another comes from so that you can keep a peaceful situation. And this is really a good way to do it. Like I told you, the report is 42 pages long approximately, and it includes so much information that you won't be able to get through it all at once. You're going to be able to study it and go back to it. And it's just really, really amazing. So Ian, how does one get started with doing this themselves? So the first thing I would do is you could obviously take the IQ nine and start there, but I would, I would encourage people to also buy the book. The IQ nine test gives a lot of in-depth information that can actually, you know, it could be a little intimidating to some people, you know, cause there's yeah. so much. The book is so accessible. And if you're trying to do this, particularly with, let's say adolescence, I would 
definitely give an adolescent the book before I gave him the test. And just be even even though the book is less expensive, you think I'd be trying to sell the test, but but the book is so readable and and you know younger people really pick their type from reading the book even better than the IEQ nine. Well, it's better too because it gives you a glimpse into everyone. Whereas your report is specifically a report for you, and yes, yes. you do talk about many of the other types, but it's it's focused on you, the individual. Whereas the book. You can read it and you can learn about everybody in your life. And it's going to really give you um, a strong window into what's going on there. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, in fact, I'll t- I will tell you that about two years ago on Christmas morning, I got a photograph from uh, a, a, actually from a person who's very well known. And he has five children and like 10 grandchildren, right? And they were all holding up copies of the road back to you. And in one hand and in their other hand, they were trying to tell me what their number was. You know what I mean? Oh. Uh, hold, holding up fingers. And they said that they spent all of Christmas break reading the book aloud or separately from each other uh, and laughing. And all over the house, people were going, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I can't believe, oh, my, you're a, you're a six. That's why you do that. And then, here, you know, and, and here's the thing, Melissa, I don't know if you're a fan of the Buddhist teacher Thich Nhat Hanh, um, but, but I am. He's a remarkable, remarkable teacher. And he says something I think is true. He said, all love begins with understanding. Mm. And, you know, when you understand what it's like to be in the shoes of another person, you know, to understand what makes this person suffer, what makes this person full of joy, what brings this person joy. I mean, that's where love starts. It starts with understanding. It doesn't start with just a squishy feeling and an intuition. It begins with, oh, and of course, understanding is something that happens over the course of a relationship until death, until death do us part, right? So you know, I think it's really important for people to not just know their number, but every every other type as well. It doesn't make sense if you only know your type, actually. A million percent, yes, of course. I mean, that's the way that you connect with people. And so that's why I love it. And that's why I want to get, I'm going to be reading this book. That'll be the next book I read. For the listeners, uh, we're very lucky today because what Ian is doing for us is he's giving the listeners 10% off of the IEQ9 test, okay, by using the promo code Blended Family. You and your family, anybody that you want in your family unit will get 10% off of your order there. But he is also giving away two copies of the book, which I will be giving away at the very end of the show. So stay tuned and listen for that. But I can't wait to get my hands on a copy as well because I, I just... I agree. And to put a little humor into it too, Ian, it's like to kind of laugh and giggle and say, oh, well, now I understand it kind of just lets go of whatever anger that you're holding towards people. So I love it. Um, So let's just talk about a couple of the other things that you're doing, because this is not all that you do. So you have a podcast, Typology. Tell us about that. Yeah, Typology, T-Y-P-O-L-O-G-Y. So on that show, I have uh, guests on who come. So I'll have type, you know, different types come on the show and talk about their experience of the Enneagram and what it's like to be their type. Because I can describe the types <laughs> and you'll get an idea. 
But when a type describes themselves and what it's like to be them, yes, uh, it's so much more powerful. Uh, also, I bring couples on and we talk, you know, I just recently did one with uh, the um, pop artist Tori Kelly and her husband, Andre. Um, and they talk about, you know, he's an eight and she's a four. And so they talk about, well, what's the dynamic of that like? And how has the Enneagram changed the way that they relate to each other, you know, et cetera. So, the, so typology is a, a wonderful resource because you get to hear from people of these different types talk about their own life experience. Yeah, I can imagine. And it's, it's really good for other people to listen in and say, hey, you know, there's other people like me and now I don't feel so crazy. So that's right. that's right. Okay. And then you also have an online Enneagram course called Business Made Simple that the listeners can access through your website. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I did, I partnered up with a guy named uh, Donald Miller and um, we, uh, put together a course called Business Made Simple where it talks about the Enneagram and um, you know, how um, it can help people vocationally. Uh, you know, I was listening recently to a guy talking about uh, how, um, this was a, a scholar talking about, he said, you know, most problems in business are not related to business, they're personality problems. So I, you know, to me, so much of what goes wrong in the workplace has to do with people not understanding each other and not understanding each other's personalities. Yeah. I mean, if we can just talk about that for a second, uh, we have another company that we have as a financial company, aside from the podcast and the cleaning company. And anyway, we had a team in the office and we started to have some big problems in the office because there were some major personality clashes and the whole entire office was falling apart before our eyes. And we tried to have, you know, a big meeting and have everybody sit and do a kumbaya and come together. It didn't really quite work. But I can imagine that had I had that book back then, I could have given one to everyone in the office. And I think that it would have really helped a lot of things because there were a lot of very strong personality situations going on there. So I I would encourage everybody, if you do have a company, if you have a business, if you have a team, this would also be very, very good for you as well. And then you also have a YouTube channel. I do. Uh, we, if you went to, uh, you know, Ian Cron, I-A-N-C-R-O-N uh, on YouTube, you can subscribe to our channel. We've, we've actually done um, a couple of different um, series that might be of interest to, to people. One is um, we did one on Enneagram and stress, right? And that was coming around time of COVID when it first hit. Uh, we did one on Enneagram and uh, team building. We did another nine part series on Enneagram and parenting. So those three series are up. We're doing one right now. Uh, the next one that's, uh, that'll be up in about a week from now. So, um, but those three, we go through all nine types, one per episode and talk for maybe 10 minutes. And they're always not just informational, but we really make them actionable. We say, okay, here's Here's three things you can do uh, if you're a seven parent, a two parent, a, a one parent, or if you're a, a manager of people or on a team, here's what you can do. So it, it's really fun, not just to listen to the podcast, but also to watch this other resource, which gives us, um, you know, uh, specific series topics. 
That's so amazing. And I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes for the listeners, every single one of them. Ian, before we go today, do you have any last words of advice for my listeners, words of encouragement for them? Yeah. You know, one of the things I often am encouraging people to do, um, and sometimes it startles them, is I tell them, practice unconditional self-friendship. And they often look at me puzzled and, I, because, and then I'll say to them, well, have you ever extended the hand of friendship to yourself? Are you your own friend? And they stop to think about it and invariably they say, I'm not sure. I don't know if I've ever sort of perceived myself that way. And I'm like, maybe now's a good time to start. <laughs> you know, um, We really can't learn how to love other people unconditionally until we learn how to offer unconditional self-friendship to ourselves. Yeah, and, and I, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no worries. I, I just feel like, you know, that's not navel gazing. It's not self-indulgence. We, we owe it to other people to become our own friends. Yeah. Yeah. I always say there's a little kid in there, you know, your, your little child self, how would you treat that little child? In fact, I had a best friend who used to be horrible to herself. She was always beating herself up. And I said the same thing to her. I said, would you say that to your best friend? And she said, well, no. And I said, well, why were you saying that to yourself? So I loved what you said there. That's really, really great advice. And we do need to do the self work. That is what we're being called to do. And your work, I thank you for it, Ian, because this is really going to help a lot of people and a lot of families for sure. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. And listeners, imagine if your blended family could run much more peacefully just because you understood how everyone felt and why they behaved and reacted the way they did. Don't you think that you could probably have a lot less conflict in your family and a lot more happier moments? So I really encourage everyone to please go out and get the book, The Road Back to You. Check out the YouTube channel, go to the website, listen to his podcast, and stay tuned at the end of the show for the giveaways. Thank you so much, Ian. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I do hope that you really enjoyed that chat with Ian Cron, and I hope that you do take advantage of what he's offering. Now, I do have two giveaways today, and I'm going to announce that right now, but I just want to let everybody know, for anyone that wants a chance to be entered into these giveaways, which I am going to get back to doing monthly giveaways, all you have to do is just be a member of my list, and you can get to that at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe and you will be added to the monthly newsletter as well as to these monthly giveaways so today's winners are uh, for the book the road back to you from ann we have two winners we have tanya wonderlich and amy vosberg so we will be contacting you to arrange on getting the road back to you for anyone else that would like a copy of the book the link is in the show notes for you and do not forget to use blended family to get 10 percent off your assessment for your family thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week
You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.